Yo, welcome back from the desk of Lower. Yo, we have a very, very special guest in the building now because we had a lot of superstars, but this might be the most famous guest we had right here. Man, when he said that Drake was the fourth member of Death Set, I'm like, yo, we got to get this gentleman on the show. He gets better with every album. As a young teen, I've been watching him since On My Way to Church, and now he's back in his prime. But I say he never left his prime. I'd like to welcome to the show, one and only, Jim Jones. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, brother. How are you feeling? Oh, how are we doing good over here, Jim? How are you doing? How's the weather where you at? You in Miami, L.A.? And I'm in New York. I'm in New York right now. The weather's kind of gloomy. It was a little rain, but we're going to be all right. Uh, yeah, I was expecting a Capo report with this uh, album dropping. Yo, I, yo, Capo, how come you don't do the weather, man? Yo, I was all tuning into that every day. <laughs> I'm trying. Maybe I might get a weather job soon. <laughs> hey, yo, if you come to Canada, I may talk to my people, get you a nice CTV job doing the weather. You'll pay real nice up in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Capo, I wanna I just wanna ask you a few questions now. Um, you've been releasing projects at a rapid pace lately now too. You dropped fully produced projects with the Heat Makers, Harry Frauds, the classic Lobby Boy Shaggy. Oh, that's my that's my jams right there. But lately you've been on a roll with Hitmaker now. So I just I was curious now too, how hard is it to hold all this music? Because I remember you previewed gunshots a year ago and you start off the album with that. So how hard is it to hold on to hits and hits and hits that you got? Oh, it all prioritizes itself. Oh, when you start to make these projects, and um, I didn't have a real date, so you know, I I knew what I had up against me. I just wanted to tuck all the pro all the records until I got closer to till we figured out a date that we were shooting for, and that's all we did was kept them in the safe. And in the meantime, I started putting out other projects like the Lobby Boy project, and I started helping my artists out with their projects. But now is the perfect time, and now we out. One thing I like about you, Jim, now is you're not afraid to find new talent because you can be a gentleman that keeps all the stardom to yourself, but you like to share the stardom. That's what I like. So I'm curious now, too, when making this project, would you say this is the, your most radio-friendly project? Because I've been watching you since on my way to church, my brother. This is definitely by far my first, my most radio-friendly Project is definitely a bit different from what people used to hear and Jim Jones do, but this is a vibe. This is a project. It's a vibe, and it's a definitely a good vibe. I've been getting a lot of great responses for it, so I appreciate everybody who's been so supporting the album and playing the album, downloading, streaming. Appreciate all that. See, like with this album now too, like yeah, you got a lot of radio friendly records now too. But yo, even the stuff that you give us for the streets, man, like yo, bet it all. I like how you still work with my man Trav, man, because a lot of people don't know Trav put in a lot of work behind the scenes. Yeah, Trav is a good brother, man. That's my brother Trav. He's been he been with me for for years and years now, man. Um, probably going on 10, 12 years straight. Um right. he's been a part of uh pretty much all of my projects that um I released in the past. 10, 12 years, and this yeah. is, which is great as we look back to all the records that we did together. Me and Trav got a lot of records together. Now, you you out here collecting like the infinity stones of these producers out here, like Heat Makers, Harry Fraud, Hitmaker, yo, what's next, Dr. Dre? But yo, I'm curious, Jones, Um, how is it recording this project with Hitmaker as opposed to your other projects that you record? Um, not to say that. It's an easy process to do music, but he made it fairly easier for the way he sets up the records and stuff like that. Like you don't have to do too much when he 
when he lays the records out, the hooks are there. The yes, beat is already there. So it's like, you know what I mean? It's just a real good feeling to get, to get that type of help on a record and shit like that. Um, but he's a monster of what he do. He's a he's a he's a he's a scientist. He knows exactly what he's doing. So I just I just trusted I just trusted what he was doing. I just followed suit. Now see with this project now, I know you've been working on it for like a long time now too, but we got eight tracks and yo, as the fans, yo, we greedy as hell. So yo, why only eight tracks, Carpo? Um well four tracks I couldn't get the samples actually cleared. Uh, I'm still working on the samples for four tracks also, so I could come back and make a deluxe and everybody could get the full project. But that was the reason that we had to turn it from a, a LP to an EP. Ah, oh, so you don't consider this an LP. This is a quick EP. Okay. Mm -hmm. So with, with this project now, too, like I like to say it's like, you know, your most radio friendly project now, too. But when coming into this project now, too, what made you start off with gunshots? Like you could have easily started out with something else. Because, like, this um, is the beam. But a lot of people don't know beam. Just, just the fact that this I knew this album was a very radio uh friendly album, um records that females would definitely jump on. So and I know it wasn't the regular Jim Jones type of music, so I wanted to start off with some shit that they could could relate to when it comes to Jim Jones before we got into all the other spicy music. <laughs> Yo, even like but not like um you like almost ended off with status update like you got really personal on that track and i honestly wasn't expecting it i was like damn like i wouldn't mind a full album when jim gets really personal like that um i mean yeah i got a lot of personal shit that i could talk about but it'd be scary at times to talk about shit from my past you never know out here man the world is changing and things like that so you know i try to keep it at a minimum but maybe we might get a little bit more of that this year you know what i mean maybe now, as an artist who's a veteran in this game now, too, because, like, you got to admit, you've seen a lot within the change within the music industry and how social media is now, too. Do you think social media is good or bad for hip-hop? Social media is a great thing for hip-hop. Um, for society and life, a bad thing. But for hip-hop, it's a great <laughs> thing. For marketing tools and, and, and promotional strategies, is great. For connectivity, for reaching your fan base, it's great. Um, it's a great tool. Social media, period. Uh, we didn't have that when we first started doing music. Um, so these these people are lucky to have to have that engagement where they can reach fans at the drop of a button. Whereas we had to go on promo tours and go to the states, kiss babies, all type of things to reach fans when we started music. See, like even now too, like yo, when you said Drake was the fourth member of Dipset, because yo, we in Canada, yo, that's like you know, that's like our hope. But yo, I gotta ask Capo, yo, where's the Drake feature on this, man? Yo, we was hoping we gotta jump on. <laughs> Shouts to Drizzy, man. Appreciate that boy highly, man. That's my geyser for real. Um, who knows, man? At this point, just building a bond with Drake is, is better than doing the music, man. I do believe if music is in is 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 in line, then it's gonna happen. God don't lie. But right now, just appreciate the brotherhood that we have with the OVO and shit like that. Them guys are some good guys, great spirits, great to hang out with, you know what I mean? And yeah, legendary, legendary nights. The Apollo, the Apollo, the Apollo energy was unforgettable. Will never be duplicated. You know what I mean? So I tip my hat to them guys. So I gotta ask Jim, like, what? Well, because uh, we went there and they don't really put it on the tube. Uh, what song did you perform at? Did you perform Ballin'? Like, what what classic did you perform, Capo, at the Apollo? Well, we did at the Joe. We did Ballin', of course, and then uh, we did Certified. I did Certified Gangster. 
Oh, you did. So you took it back to the day Yeah, the second day, oh, I did certify gangster, so that was dope. So as as a veteran, I, um, is it hard to like you know stay inspired nowadays, knowing that you've been putting in work since the early '90s with this music? When you can't stay, you can, when you can't stay inspired and you can't stay motivated, you gotta stay consistent. Mm, I like that now too because I like I I don't like how in this day and age like the attention span is so short. Like we'd be banging one album next day and then they'll be on to something else. But somebody who you know loved music in the early two thousands, like we care to love albums now too. So do you aim to like make classic albums that last a lifetime? Like let's say uh. A hustler's chrome or a pray for my ray. Um, I, I I I plan to make great music. I plan to get a great feeling when I make music. Um, and hopefully with this great music and this good music that I make, this is something that turns into timeless pieces of music and literature that people can always reflect and go back to and listen to. Now, now before I let you go, Capo, like for you to actually, you know, be in the game for so long and we'll come back with waste of talent after a seven-year seven year hiatus now, too. How important is it to collaborate with your peers within NYC? Because, yo, I see you collaborating with Benny, Fat Joe, French, like, like upstate. Like, how is it important to collaborate with your peers? Um, It's definitely important to be able to collaborate with your peers uh, amongst all the respect. When the respect is there, you know, everything else, sky's the limit. Um. But to be in New York City and being able to do music with, with my comrades and colleagues and my peers and things like that is a great feeling. You know, New York is a very, very competitive place. It's a very, very competitive city. So be able to be on the same page with other artists and make some great music is is dope. Now, like I gotta be fun. You got a favorite ad lib of yours, Jim? Oh man, a favorite ad lib. <laughs> you got some legendary lips. Sometimes hey, baby. Hey, hey baby is probably my favorite one. Which one? Hey, baby. Oh, okay. You're taking it to summertime Miami. <laughs> now, Cap, before yeah. I let you go now, too, with the day and age in media now, too, of people telling their life stories through TV, like the Wu-Tang American Saga now, too, has this thought ever coming up of telling the Jim Jones story? Just Jim Jones, solely. Um... Yeah, I actually was talking to somebody the other day that I want to. Um, I want to start creating a television show called Five H, and it's oh, all, God, the apartment. All, all the stories when we was in the apartment before the before the stardom actually happened. Because you know, when you get to the diplomats and we get into the stardom, everybody has their own take on act, what actually happened. Now, Five H, that was my domain. I could tell a story I want to tell because that was my domain. Yo, everybody was guests in my house. That's my story. And like, and like, even like with like that, if Disney comes to and drop the bag now too and said that you had to change something like that, would you be like, nah, because all money ain't good money? I mean, it depends. We're dealing with TV and things like that. So, you know, everything is sensationalized at the end of the day. But if I get to get, to get my point across with the story that I'm portraying and I feel that it's authentic, a couple changes of a TV won't help me in things. It, it won't hurt me at all. It's TV anyway. <laughs> hey, yo, Capo, yo, I'm sorry to wake you up, man. Yo, we appreciate you joining us from the desk below. Yo, you ever been to Canada before I let you go? Yeah, I've been to Canada a couple times. Um, Actually, uh, Drake has sent me a flyer of 2004 Caribbean. You guys did. I remember that, that too, what you all did in Canada. That, that, that we did. I was looking at that flyer like, wow. 
I actually asked him, "Was you at this concert?" And I never, I, 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 didn't, <laughs> I didn't get an answer. But next time I, next time I see him or talk to him, I'm gonna ask him, did he actually attend uh, attend huh? that concert? Because that would be fucking awesome if the, the, you did. Like Drake as a kid attended a Diplomat concert in Canada, and then sent me the flyer in 2023 is fucking crazy. It's well, full circle, yo. He probably was at that show. Word up, full circle, man, full circle. Hey, yo, Capo, man, we appreciate you, man. When you come to Canada, let me know. I've got some big gas for you. Definitely, we gonna pull up on you soon, soon, soon as I get everything straight. I'm coming to Canada. Yes, sir. All right, yo. Anyway, yo, it's from Desk Low. It's a monumental moment. Anyway, yo, Capo, peace, my guy. Thank you, my brother. Thank you very much.